at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome you to the Rowdy Maglite Show on Thursday night. Guys, we got an action-packed show tonight. we got uh, two drivers that raced the Arkham Menards Series, and they're definitely the reason I am an Arkham Menards fan. That's why I love Arkham. But, uh, guys, Kyle Magnum, all the way up in PA. Welcome, Kyle. Hey, Rowdy. Uh, what an interesting Arkham race that was, the Brant 200 at the Daytona International Speedway. Uh what a top five we had. Uh, Greg Van Ols winning it, Connor Mosack second, Sean Corr third, LeVar Scott, who we had on Monday morning, was fourth, and then uh, Mandy Chick, the highest finishing female in the race, in fifth. So, uh, really a good race, Rowdy. Uh, one of the races that under the green flag as well during Speed Week. So, uh, you know, looking, looking forward to uh, both our guests tonight, actually all three of our guests tonight, and also we're going to hear from Greg Van Ols and uh, Victory Lane. So, really looking forward to tonight. Well, guys, with that being said, I, just a quick little summary here. I went to make a copy of the way the list finished at Daytona. Go down there, and I'm searching, searching for where this guy started the start. And I had to actually shorten the piece of paper so I could get the last finish. But, man, what a finish it was. No matter where you start, this guy right here can break it to the front. And I'd like to welcome driver of the number eight, Sean Cole. Welcome back, Sean. Hey, Rowdy. How you guys doing? Man, Sean, I'm so proud for you, man, to bring that car into third. What was it like, those final two laps? <laughs> well, the normal uh, the normal Daytona last couple laps chaos. I'm, it's been the last couple of years where it's, uh, actually, I don't even know the last, maybe the last decade or two where it's been a chaos, chaotic last Last, really, within the last five laps, there's always good excitement in the ARCA series. So, there's, uh, but, I mean, this year definitely was no different. We had, I, I'm got to say congratulations to Greg again. He, I mean, he really did a, a heck of a job there and made the right move at the end. And, um, I mean, it's great. It's, like, but like our little team, we're, it's great to see the little guys get get one on all the uh, the big manufacturer back teams every now and then. So, Sean, do you think your pit strategy played off uh, staying out? Well, I I think it I think it did end up helping us. Um, I mean, get you get a little bit more fuel than everybody else, and that little bit of extra weight does help with the. Uh, with the car, just with the uh, the setup and all, because every time we set the car up, we set it up with a full tank of fuel. So it's um um it it definitely does help to have that little bit extra fuel, but um it it did put us in the back there, and 
Oof, if anybody knows, I'm sure everybody that everybody watches the Arca series and knows that it can, it's a little dicey when you have to come from the back, especially twice. John, did you, did you have to overcome anything during Tech on Wednesday to make that all happen on Saturday? Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday was not any problem for us. Uh, um, Wednesday was, was pretty, was pretty easy. The car went right through tech as always. And, uh, it was, uh, now, now, uh, Friday was a whole different story. We, uh, we, we went out to go qualify and, um, the 15 car was right in front of us in the lineup. And if you want to talk about a weird series of events that had, took place in the qual in the fourth qualifying session. Oh boy. We, um, we go to pull out on the track and I'm, I'm lining up, you know, normally everybody, you, you just get used to the qualifying procedure, group qualifying procedure, get nose to tail and, and try to put down a good lap. And as long as everybody can, Stay together really good. You normally can get in the top ten, top fifteen in the in in group qualifying as long as everybody behaves. And um, so the fifteen car pulls out and uh, um, was smoking right out of pit road. And I, I kind of was like, you know, all right, something's burning off the exhaust or something. And so I right on her. And so then we get into turn one. And the smoke now goes from white to blue, and then all of a sudden, just like somebody threw a, a quart of oil out on the windshield of the car, the, the, her oil cooler had it, it like exploded. And wow. uh, then the sixth car that was in front of her, Jack Wood, his I think they broke a U joint, and the drive shaft fell out of the car, and so he now has no power. She gets on her brakes. Now, I'm skating in the oil behind her, and and I look my car. I look in the mirror, and I just see the 68 was behind us. He was spinning, and so I, I spun down and hit the apron and, and got tagged by the 68, which um, I think it was the 68 at least. I can't really tell. I didn't, wasn't too focused on the rearview mirror at that exact moment, but uh, it was – no, he got tagged in the left rear quarter and just – tore the nose off the car on the apron and went spinning down in the grass. And uh, so we brought it back in and just started wrenching on it. We, we had to take a provisional to start the field. And we, we ended up, since we had to repair the car, we had to start dead last 39th. And, um, yeah, it was just a, a whole, it was a whole bunch of craziness for, Friday night, Saturday morning, we put a new nose on the car. We repaired the left rear quarter panel. I had to change all the body bracing on the left side. Um, we, we had to reseam seal all the uh, crush panel in on the inside, all the inner wheel wells and everything in the rear was all was, were all damaged. And uh, so going into going into Saturday, we really had no idea what we would have had for a car. If it was going to be okay, if it was... I, I know I was a little concerned pulling on when I pulled away from, um, after the incident there in qualifying, that the car was squirrely like it had a flat tire. And when I came in, it, it did not... All four tires were up. And uh, so all I can guess is you know, hindsight twenty twenty. I guess I had a little oil still on the tires and that's why it was skating around a little 
But, um, yeah, we changed the nose. We And then we had to put it back through tech. And, and uh, it's it's always tough to, when, you know, you have the car all set up. It's already gone through tech, and now we have to re-tech it after kind of – <laughs> kind of give it the giving it the old once over, like yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> it was get we got the nose and everything as close as we could, and and going back through tech with damaged body panels is is always a little scary of whether or not things are going to go still fit the templates and whatnot. And, and I guess we were close enough; they let us in. Hi, Sean. You have Kyle here. Uh, first question for hey, you is a follow-up to uh, your, your, what you just said. Um, you said the car was swirly. I noticed that a lot during the race. Other cars as well. Uh, is there anybody that you talked to after the race that said the same thing? Yeah, I think it's just a, a matter of just running in the dirty air. Um, I mean, the cars, I don't ever remember running as much three wide as we did this tri- this this past race. I mean, we've in years past, you get too wide, and and that that at Daytona, that's normally it. But this year, I mean, well, there was a lot of three wide action. That you get that dirty air moving around all the other cars, especially three wide. It's it, it it's like following a tractor trailer down the highway. You just if you get behind behind one of them down the highway, it kind of you kind of feel it buffer in your car and just kind of shaking it a little bit left and right. Take that and multiply it by ten, and that's that's what the Arca. That's what it feels like the race in the pack in an ARCA in an ARCA race. So um, I think that's really was just once you kind of aim the car one way, now the air's pushing it the other way. I think that's where really where the 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 dancing of the cars came from. So talk a little bit about the damage. I know you were you you mentioned it during the race. Um, you know what what happened in that stance, and it looked really. Harry out there for a little bit uh, when the 73 lost the bumper. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, um, I saw that. I, all I saw was the tire smoke and chunks of panels flying, and um, I kind of, uh, I actually dove down. I was ready to bonsai pit road if I had to. Because once I saw tire smoke, the first thing is normally somebody's spinning if there's tire smoke, and, and it, I guess they just re- was a bunch of tire rubs. Uh, yeah, I, I had to go to the apron and then kind of look down the line and I was like, all right, nobody's spinning, everybody looks good, and I kind of moved my way back in. If, if you, anybody watches the replay, I, I, I ducked out of line quick just to, just, just to you know, kind of make some room for everybody if they had to, um, if they had to uh, get if anybody needed to do an emergency maneuvering or whatnot, I kind of already dove out of line. Just something I always learned in the past was if you get out of line, you can always move your way back in, and that's just what I did. I just merged right back into traffic, like pulling on an on-ramp on a highway. <laughs> so where does this Daytona race rank in your in your book? As far as excitement or just in general? Well, with, with previous ARCA races or? you've had there, you know, you've had shots to win the race. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, where, where does this rank third place, starting 39th dead last and, and making as much improvement as you did throughout the race? 
Oh, I gotta say, this is <laughs> this is definitely in the top three of my favorite Daytonas. I mean, I really, uh, it, it's it's my best finish in uh, my best career finish in ARCA um, this past trip. So it's a third place, and I mean. Anytime you can come out of Daytona with a top ten finish and a, and still be able to load the car on four wheels in a trailer, that's that's a good day. That's a that's a really good day. So um, that was I I just uh, like this is definitely ranked in my top three. It's probably sitting on the pole, leading the most laps. That would be uh, that was that would be one of them. And but this one having my best finish. This is. This was, and fighting from the back the way we did with a car that we had no idea how it was going to handle, I, I got to think this was, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just so impressed that this, our team, we have, our Empire Racing guys are the best. They really went through and they, they, they uh, did what they had to to get the car back together. And, and um, I mean, it was, and we still went out. We didn't, we didn't just, just take the green. We we actually had a car that was a top contender there at the end, and, and I just I cannot. Uh, I I got out of the car and everybody's like, not even winded. You could I'm like no, I could. That car was so easy to drive. I could go out and run another 80 laps. So that's uh, I'm really looking forward to running it. We're we're definitely going to be at Talladega, and and hopefully if we can if we can uh, find a little bit of fun in this season, find a couple sponsors. We we kind of have the plans to run the, um, they have a, inside the ARCA series season, there's a, a, there's a super speedway series that consists of um, Daytona, Talladega, both Kansas races, Pocono, Michigan, and Charlotte. So that's going to be kind of our uh, focus is to, to let's, we're going to aim to try to run the super, the super speedway series um, in the ARCA series. Talk a little bit about your race with the two car there in the last hundred yards. Uh, you know, I know you two were, were kind of side by side there, and you, and you edged them out at the finish line. Uh, yep, yep. I the when the forty four, I um, I guess when he was getting shuffled back there, I I saw the uh, <laughs> I saw the um, the forty four diving back, and I just like I was like, well. Looking at the gap between the two and the 44, the 44 was quickly the, that 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 distance was closing between him, me and his rear bumper. I was like, I'm looking at the the gap between the two and the 44. Like I, I think I might take the clear coat off the paint on this one, but I mean we, I just was able to to shoot the gap between the the two and the 44, and and when we came back down, it was I. I I think we just were lucky enough to get on the line where I could just run the line right to the start finish line. And the 44 kind of, he, he was up high, had to come back down. I think just that little bit of turn and um, made him lose that, that little bit of momentum. But with, uh, it, <laughs> it worked out for us. We got third. So that was, uh, but I think it was just, um, um, it was just a really good, it was a good shit shot towards the start-finish line there at the end. Uh, I know we made a little bit of contact, nothing that's uh, nothing that was horrible, and hopefully we put on a good show. I hope everybody liked it. 
my last question for you is uh, where does the ARCA race rank during this year's Speed Weeks? Do you feel like it was the best race of Speed Weeks? You, I think it was. It, I Honestly, the one thing I, I missed, and it's, uh, the first year I, ne- I was so exhausted after we, we were working on a car late and trying to get it put back together after the qualifying wreck, I actually missed the truck race. I, I did not see the truck race. I heard that was wild and 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 awesome too. But I I I um I know Zane Smith won one in the truck series from front row, and I I I honestly don't know what other excitement was going, what other excitement happened. I think it might have been rain shortened, but I did not catch the truck race. But the Xfinity race we did catch, and that was that seemed to have a lot of shuffling stuff there at the end. So I mean I got to think we were right. I got to think it was just all in all a great speed week for every division that race. Sean, uh, talking about what y'all went through down there after the wreck, do you think that was really achievable if you had, I mean, you go back to the beginning of your career with steel body. If that had been a steel body, do you think you would have accomplished what y'all did with the composite? Uh no, Rowdy, I, I really don't. I I mean we would have we would have been starting a race, but I'm telling you we would have. Back those, those old steel body cars, they they were sculpted. I mean they were giant four wheeled sculptures. That that I mean the the bodies they they really truly were artwork, and they had to fit a template. It was all welded together, and um, to sit there and. Um, to be able to repair the nose and and everything we had to like like I know in twenty I think fourteen we blew a tire at the Daytona test a right rear tire at the start finish line and, and it tore it destroyed the right rear quarter panel and um, set me spinning um, right down we stopped at the entrance of turn one and I mean it did a ton of damage to the car and there was no way we were going to fix that at, at the track we loaded it up went home and, and thank God it was a test we went home and sent it out and had a uh, performance vehicle works uh, that's owned by Timmy McKitchen he actually redid the right side of the whole right side of the um, that steel body car and but I mean there, there's no way you could do that at the track today it's just uh, these new five star bodies are phenomenal. We, we literally unriveted the, the the nose that was damaged, riveted on the new one, and just putting on a couple body mounts and things like that that were damaged. The, the cars they are they take a ton of abuse, and they're yeah. easy to service. The serviceability is is hands down the best part of the five star bodies. They're just they're it, it, we, there's no way you could have done that before the steel body car. No and you way. know, John. Look how good those cars look sitting out on on pit road before the race. I mean, they all look just almost like what cup races on Sunday. Great. Oh yeah, they they, 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 the characteristics, the the characteristics of the car, the actual the body lines, everything. I mean, there's well, I know the steel body cars, the the Gen six. Before they went to the uh, the, the, new, the next gen car, the Gen Six car that they had, that body they they looked very 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 similar to to uh, um, our bodies, and I mean again that was a sculpture. They they, they had to be bonded at all the seams, and they um, 
uh, having the body lines and all in it, that was that was tough to still be able to maintain the body lines and not have any warpage and welding and everything else. It was um, these, these new five-star fiberglass bodies that we have, the composite bodies, they just, we get all the good looks and it's a lot less of the headache of, of having to weld the whole structure together like the, like the Gen 6 Cup Series had to. Sean, let's talk about the guys that got you up to third from 39th to 3rd. Oh, yeah. We, we got Mason, Johnny, and, and Grumpy, Grump, Mike Cheek. Grump, Grumpy is our uh, team manager, and he's the uh, our crew chief. <laughs> and these guys at no time, I, I mean, there was a couple of times that we uh, just going around the car, everybody kept yelling and finding, you know, more and more damage. And uh, I, I know... I know I was sitting there scratching my head like, all right, where do we start? And there was no where do we start. Everybody was on there. Everybody was repairing a, a different part of the car. And uh, so it was it, it was great. We really sat there and everybody everybody took upon them themselves to do a job to fix the car and make it right. And, and, uh, and we had so much help from the, from the series. There's no better series. I think in racing than the Arca series, as far as the family atmosphere, uh, like we, we, exactly. we had borrowed the, uh, we had borrowed the headlight stickers from, from the, um, the six car team. We had borrowed the black vinyl from Dale quarterly and, um, the, who was the four car. And then we, uh, I, I went over to get Barabond bond and some parts from SRI. And, and one of the guys from front row that, on the Love's car, he gave me a little bit of yellow vinyl to, so I could fix my stripe on the nose of the car. So that really, when we rolled out for the start of the race, that car looked as good as it did when we unloaded it from the trailer. It really did. It looked, just looks from the fans. <laughs> don't don't get too close. It was one of those good from far <laughs> kind of things. But uh, <laughs> when we rolled out and as far as the TV and all, it looked, it looked so good. And uh, our guys, we have a great little team and um, our shots out of Mooresville, North Carolina. If uh, if anybody ever wanted to come up and stop in, always do shop tours and uh, um, and that. And anybody out there, any of the Arca fans, any of our fans out there, if if they're looking for something to do this summer and there's an Arca race close by, I I recommend get to the track. Help support the series. It's, it's really it's some great racing, everybody. It's. Uh, I encourage everybody, go out and enjoy some market racing this year. It's affordable, too, John. It's affordable. It's, it's, a, it's, it's affordable, and you and you guys are going to see some people who are doing this for the love of the sport, and just it's just going to be some really, really good racing. Everybody, I guarantee you'll enjoy it. Let's talk about your sponsors here real quick, John. Ah, uh, yeah, we... Uh, we have Nesco Plus and Truck Sales. They're out of uh, Long Island, New York, and Suffolk Transportation Services. They're a school bus operator out of out of New York and um, out of Long Island. And uh, we have the Trans Group, um, Trans Tech Bus, which manufactures little buses, little school buses. Um, oh, who else do we have on there? Empire Metalworks. Um, they do a lot of like little brackets and stuff for us for uh they actually built a lot of little body brackets and stuff for us on the side um 
So anybody looking to get anything laser cut or, or powder coat, they can kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, we have uh, Miller Welders is on the car. Where we we have the shop fully supplied with Miller Welders now for Miller, and so they they started last year helping us out, and it's uh, it's really a, it's cool to have a product sponsor like that on the car, which which is cool, and um, uh, I feel bad. I know I'm forgetting somebody, um, and Grumpy's performance. Grumpy's Apparel, he's, uh, we're doing our own apparel line there at the shop, so we're embroidering hats and all sorts of stuff, so Rowdy, if you ever need anything embroidered, make sure you call the shop before you go too crazy, all right? Hey, sounds good, Sean, tell everybody where they can follow you this year, where you, they can follow you at Talladega to start with, they. Yeah, 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 well, uh, well, we're going to be at Talladega, and, uh, always check us out on our, uh, Empire Racing Group on Facebook and EmpireRacingGroup.com and always check everybody can check out my uh, my driver page I got on there on Facebook and uh, um, I'm not the greatest with Twitter but I I think somebody's up updating the Twitter now so we should have some updates at least as far as where we're running and um, and some probably goofy pictures and stuff uh, of everybody working and having lunch, having a food fight, stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sean, we appreciate you coming and spending time with us tonight. Sean Core, everybody. All right, everybody. Everybody, seriously, get out there and enjoy an ARCA race this year. That's right. Take somebody to an ARCA race. Yep. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you, Sean. All right. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome uh, returning guests to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Back from Daytona, showing what she had for the year. That, uh, Mandy Chick, welcome, Mandy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on here tonight. Thanks for the opportunity. Boy, Mandy, when I talked to you down after the race, you was one supercharged individual, finishing fifth, never been to Daytona, in the race with five other women, which was, I thought, absolutely awesome, and you being the leader off of that, not having, let's, Mandy, let's talk about, you didn't have a, a bit of practice before qualifying, did you? No, we didn't. We had um, practice in January. We attended the ARCA ARCA test in January and um, had good consistent runs, but certainly didn't set the world on fire as far as time went. It was just I was getting used to the track. And um, and then we did not get to uh, get to test during, I think, during the day on Thursday um, due to some technical holdups. Um, we, we passed all inspections 
um, the first time around, but there were teams that were working on their cars in front of us that held us up in the tech line, and we never got to uh, never got to get any practice in. Um, so that that kind of set off qualifying a little bit, and so we we did what we could in qualifying and started 25th in the race. How, how did you feel out in qualifying, Mandy? I mean, you we, you run with a group. How that how that work out with you? But did you feel like you got the right group in with you? Um. So qualifying was was challenging from the standpoint that um, we were because we didn't get any practice time in. Uh, we were matched up with a lot of cars that were in a similar position and didn't get any qualifying time or practice time in as well. So I didn't feel like we we got a fair shake out of um, ending up in a session with cars with like speed. Um, so I feel like we we struggled a little bit. I feel like we would have done a little bit better if we were matched better on speeds um, in the draft. I think we could have done. I think we could have had a lot better of a run. Um, we certainly we ran a second faster in the test in January, so I know that speed potential is there. Um, and I think part of that is just factors in the race weekend that you can't always control. Uh, eight, nine cautions. Uh, Mandy, how did you handle those first few restarts? Yeah, the first few restarts, um, the – I, I've struggled with restarts a little bit, um, and that's something that I know is a weak spot for me as a driver and I'm working on. But um, the first few restarts were were decent, and then we really started hitting good on getting good restarts um, and anticipating those starts towards the last half end of the race. So um, I feel like it, it was just a fun race. If you, look, if you listen back to my radio communications, I just – had a blast the whole time <laughs> and um i'm just thankful for the opportunity to get to race daytona this past weekend what was it like uh doing a little push and being pushed mandy you know they say rubbin's racing and and that's exactly what it was but I, it was just a fun competitive race that that last lap was it was kind of a full send moment for me <laughs> That um, that lane opened up in the middle, and and I just felt as a driver it was that natural reaction. I was just turning the car to the middle and and going full send <laughs> three wide, and and it was just a blast. Well, I mean, you had four to go, and you and Amber were banging door to door. That was that had to, from where I was standing. <laughs> I had to do. I went back about four times to watch that. I mean, that was pretty exciting right there. And, it sure forward. was. It, it so, sure was uh, exciting. Um, we we had a blast. I always enjoy racing with Amber. I feel like she and I can really race competitively but clean with each other, and, and I'm thankful for that. How do uh, feel about your spotter now after that finish? My spotter, he is fantastic. I know he's in the right place. He's doing the right things. He did a fantastic job calling me from the rooftop there. And, um, and he and I, we have great communication. We, we work together very well and, uh, we're going to debrief at some point over the next day or so now that I'm through finals, um, with my school. And, and so, um, 
I just I'm confident that we have the right people in the right places. And Eric, he Eric Roll, he did a fantastic job for us. So, uh, you know, have a lot of autograph sessions in the Arkham Menard series. What about what do you tell those little girls that say I want to be a race car driver like you? Gosh, I I would say um, you can do anything you put your mind to as long as you work hard enough. For me, I I needed that that role model to look up to, and and I am so excited to use my racing as a platform to give back and and so um, young individuals and, and young girls that they can do anything they put their minds to, and I believe in them. Hi, Mandy. You have Kyle here. Uh, first question for you is uh, talk a little bit about the post race on Pitt Road, uh, fifth place. Um, that was a pretty wild uh, couple hundred yards there to the start-finish line. Yeah. Hi, Kyle. Um, thanks for the question. It was it was a wild couple hundred yards there. Um, for me, it was coming off of turn four. Um, I didn't really even know what position we were in. I knew we were um, towards ninth at the beginning of the lap, but um, didn't really know where we had ended up kind of coming off of turn four, but saw that opportunity um saw that opportunity open up in the middle and, and just, like I said, kind of a full sins moment where I just felt myself natural reaction, uh, turning the car to that direction. And, um, and we, we really had a lot of draft speed there, which helped us with that momentum to, to pull the car across the finish line there, um, in the middle. And, and it was just, it was a cool moment. I didn't even realize that we had gotten up to the fifth position when we, when we crossed the finish line until, um, my spotter came on the the radio and was like holy cow like p5 that is awesome and that was just that was an awesome moment i'd love to be able to go back and listen to that radio communication because i just was overwhelmed with emotion at that moment who were you able to draft with the best i know you mentioned amber Uh, who else on the track were you able to draft with in that race yeah, so I know that um, a lot of the bigger teams sometimes struggle to, to trust others to draft with, um, so they typically stay in their, their own silos. But um, I was very lucky with the opportunity to draft with both Gibbs cars and Venturini cars. Um, I had a blast working with them throughout the race, uh, trying to get to the front, and, and I know that we were working with the right people, and, and part of that was, um, that's attributed to my spotter and his hard work and communication with the other team spotters. But um, I'm thankful that they trusted us, and um, I know that we've worked hard to gain that respect with our competitors in the in the series and um, showing them that we're capable of being consistent and um, and having good runs. I, I think that'll really carry through um, to, to further races in the season, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to take a lot of that to Talladega with us, um, knowing – knowing that the other teams trust us and that we, we draft with um, good people. So I am thankful for the opportunity to draft with some of those larger teams that do have um, those assets in the field and that speed. Is Talladega your next race, and what do you think of the place? Um, I have never been to Talladega, but it is our next race that we have nailed down right now. We are considering Phoenix, um, but it is by no means nailed down yet, so we'll be announcing that in the next couple of days um, if, if that's what we decide to do. Uh, we're in talks about that now and should be deciding by tomorrow night. But um, other than that, we, we 
plan on doing Talladega for sure. That is locked down. Rose Holman is primary for that um, for that race as well, and we're really excited to have have their support there. So my last question for you is, what's it like balancing being a college student and a race car driver? That is a great question. Thank you for that question. Um, it's challenging for sure. I had to miss the, the last two days of my normal classes um, to go down to Daytona. And, and while I love what I do um, and I would not trade it for anything, it is challenging. Um I returned back on Monday afternoon after my flight was delayed on Sunday, and and I had finals this week, so I had 12 hours worth of finals to complete, and that sure was was busy, and especially with Rose Holman being a very rigorous curriculum. Um, I'm I'm thankful for the the community resources that they offer. A lot of my classmates have been happy to help me um, by sending me notes during class or um, kind of helping answer any questions that I have. Uh, professors are really great about sitting down with me, but but it sure is a balance. So I'm I'm thankful for now we're on break. Um, I'm actually headed home to Kansas City now and get to work on race cars for the next ten days. So I'm very excited and um, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. I know that that balancing being a full time college student, uh, getting my bachelor's and my master's at the same time, and then also doing my uh, most of the ARCA season is going to be challenging, but but so worth it, and I love what I do. So, uh, Mandy, let's talk about the guys at the shop that made this happen to get you up to fifth place. Yeah, for sure. I'm so thankful for our guys. They worked super hard uh, day in and day out. Most of our team is volunteer, and um, I they, they work so hard, but – uh, they built our car for Daytona in nine days to have it ready for the test in January, and that's just incredible. It's almost unheard of <laughs> in the series uh, to be able to build a car in nine nine days. But um, our car chief, Curtis, uh, did a fantastic job uh, making adjustments on the car and knowing what to do and, and really learning about our cars so that we um, – so that we can have consistent runs and have good setups under us. Uh, Bruce Cook and his team, they did a great job at um, helping us put the car together and helping us kind of figure out what we need to do to make changes, to make the car work well. Um, and, and they've been such an asset to our team. My dad, our crew chief, um, has worked tirelessly um, day in and day out as well. He's put so much hard work and dedication into our team, and I'm thankful for that. And then uh, the rest of our guys that travel with us and volunteer um, to help us out and really help me work towards succeeding and um, and working towards my dreams. I just I can't thank them enough. Um, they all work so hard. I my marketing partners also um, have a lot of hard work and dedication and are invested in in my goals and I'm thankful for that. So Rose Holman has been a huge supporter of me and I. I couldn't thank them enough for everything they've done for me. Um, FK Roddens and Fergola Performance Systems, they've been fantastic. They've been with me since I was nine years old. <laughs> so a longstanding relationship with them. Um, we have ProFab, uh, Dynamic Drivelines, Aero Race Wheels. Um, they all just, they work so hard, and I'm very thankful for them. And JRC Accounting. They got to all be wearing a smile back at the shop too, uh, Mandy. Uh, gives you the, I gives you 
kind of an incentive to know you've got a chance in the future here. I mean, it's really great we're seeing ladies in the motorsports again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I, um, you know, they, they support me day in and day out, uh, no matter what, they always believe in me and, and, and my fan base, they, they're fantastic too. They have supported me since day one as well. And I just, I can't thank them all enough for everything. Amanda, tell everybody where they can keep up with your season. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So, um, my Facebook page is just my name, Mandy Tick. It's the athlete page. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is at Mandy Cool Tick. And then I am now um, working on building my TikTok, which is exciting. I, um, I It's at Mandy.Tick. Uh, go follow me on there. I've had, last time I checked just a little bit ago, I had 67,000 views on one of my videos, and I'm excited to dig in and learn about TikTok and um, how I can use that to inspire young individuals. Mandy, we truly appreciate Looking forward to seeing you at Talladega. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you, Mandy. Mandy, Uh you're supposed driving the number 74 Chevrolet. (laughs) Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. All right, guys. We're going to move this on. Hey, two great two great guest drivers excited to race at Daytona. And now our, our other two guests, we're always excited to be part of the race from the party deck in the infield. Daytona Tom and Captain Dave. Welcome, guys. Howdy. Hey, Rowdy. How you doing tonight? Another great week. Hi. Man, I'm telling you guys, I'm still wearing a grin. I can't wipe it off. I wake up with one. <laughs> I wake up looking good every morning. Hey, <laughs> yes, you do. It's been a fabulous week. Uh, Steinhouse really uh, pulled it out at the end, didn't he? Well, I'm telling you, this guy, he needed that win. That team needed to win. And I think we're going to see a new Ricky this year, guys. He went five years without winning one, and then he pulls this out. That's incredible. You know it? Uh, what well, was last time? Uh, 2017 was his last win. And I, I think that was the Daytona 400 win, if memory serves. I believe you're right. Uh, and you was there. I was there. Anything, you, anything stick out on that date, Tom? On the, on the July race? The, yeah, the race that, that Ricky won um, other the, other he was, uh, he, Danica Patrick was with him in victory lane. I remember that. What? That comes Yeah, those two, those two were pretty interesting hooking up like that. It's a shame they're not still together. Yeah, two race car drivers. Well, guys, I... Tom, how do, you, how do you sum up the weekend? I mean, y'all y'all watched me from the party deck. I, I was at, down in pit row. Y'all were from the observation deck. Well, it, it's a good thing they make you leave the next day, or I'd still be there. They actually told us we had to leave by 12. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, uh, it's a good thing. You have to go home sometime, but... Uh, <laughs> it, it was... I, I think it was a great race. It was smooth, and I'll tell you... 
the first thing I took away from it is, and, and the metaphor for it is, no tires fell off. Me, meaning the car was was not the was was not the first story here. Uh, we're back to drivers and uh, brands and competition and horsepower. Kyle brought up the, that uh, Arthur was the only one that finished under a green flag. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, finishing under the yellow is not, uh, you know, it's not ideal. You, you're best to race the, all the way to the line. I mean, racing to when the, somebody pushes the button is is a little different. I mean, that's the rules and that's what you live by. But uh, it sure would be nice if you could race all the way to the end of the race, you know, the whole 500 miles. Well, well at, they, at the rate at at the rate they were wrecking towards the end, we might indeed still be there if they were trying to finish the race that way. You, you got to end it at some point. So, uh, Dave, do you think NASCAR made the right call Friday night? After you know, actually, uh, you know, Bush was there two laps to go. Bush was leading the, the whole pack, and then the, the caution came out. You know, no fault of his own, and and. And that kind of took away his win because uh, it looked like he was going to take the, the checkered flag. And then uh, in the last lap, Logano was out in the head. And when the wreck happened, I think Logano was in was in the front of the pack. I mean, he they pushed the pushed the button, and Steinhaus was in front. But that was about a second after the race. The wreck happened. You know, so. It, it's interesting that the when you look at the replays, they show the wreck, but they don't show the two, Steinhaus and Logano. You know. Yeah. So uh, like, looking back, guys, on Friday night, the truck race, y'all was up on the observation deck there, with the TV getting missed it on. Do you think NASCAR made the right call? And uh, right decision. I, I think they did, and the only reason I think that is because I hate when we don't get races in, but th- they made a good effort. They tried to dry that track off and throw it green a couple of times. They tried hard to get it in, and uh, I think the time, the clock was just running out on them, so I'm, I'm happy with what they did. Yeah, you just can't run those things in the rain. I mean, it's, it's too dangerous, and, you know, you want to see a good competition. You don't want to see people get hurt. So they well, made the right call. It, 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 it continuously missed it. It was just a heavy mist. They had the, they had the, the whole drying process going on with the cars out there, and they just couldn't catch it. So, uh, guys, I'll tell you, Red 38 was on it, wasn't it? Fell over with the entertainment, tailgating and cooking and the music and all oh, Red 38 was fabulous. I mean, we had a lot of people there this year. I mean, it was not only a Red 38, but the whole track. It was it was packed. It was like the good old days. Uh, you know, COVID is over, and uh, everybody's back to being uh, fans again. So, Tom, what do you think? We, You know, we've talked about this before when they said the infield's packed and the sellouts, but visually this weekend. Well, I I did not see an empty empty motorhome space whatsoever in there, 
And, I, you know, the, the one thing you didn't hear about, you didn't hear about any drivers complaining there weren't enough fans in the stands. I mean, they had a, they had a great turnout. Um, it, it was uh, robust attendance. Um, I, that's an attendance they can be proud of. I think they did a great job. Yeah, they really hit it off this year. I mean, it's a, this year was a was a fabulous year. It's a, we had a great time all week long. This is uh, you know, being up on top of the party deck, looking at all the races. You could see the whole thing. It was the perfect point of view, and it's just a, and the ideal spot to be. Uh, the grandstands are great too. You know, we we did the 24 hour from the grandstands, so uh, it's just. It's a beautiful track. You get to see everything no matter where you're at. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Hey, guys, it's Kyle here. Uh, question is, uh, what, were, what were some of your top moments from Daytona Speed Weeks? Uh, I'll, I'll jump on that one. Mine is always watching the backstretch and watching in this new car Brad Kozlowski bump drafting people and um this year he did, he managed not to wreck anyone but it it's just amazing he takes that forward and rams people and uh doesn't cause more accidents a lot of accidents in that turn number 3 though I'll tell you that so they uh they get up so much speed on that back stretch that uh yeah, they're more than a couple of cars wide there going into that third turn. It's uh it gets exciting. The 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 other thing I'd take away, if you had talked to me with three or four laps to go, I would have told you that Kyle Bush was gonna win and he was gonna shove that in everybody's face along with Richard Childress um <laughs> saying, See, I told you so. Uh man, I thought I thought he was gonna win it. Yeah, in the last lap, uh, so I'm going to give you guys. Win it. Yeah, I'm going to give and you guys my thoughts. Question. First of all, yeah, go ahead. I agree with uh, with that completely, and uh, yeah, I think the cautions kind of bit them. Uh, another topic I wanted to hit on because Rowdy wants to hit on this as well, and he's actually coming on our show next Thursday at 7:05 p.m. Eastern. Daytona ARCA winner Greg Van Alst uh, winning, uh, pulling off a last lap pass in the final turns to win at the, uh, the Brandt 200. So I thought that was a pretty big deal. Uh, Connor Mosack pushing him to the win. Uh, big big race for him, I thought, Rowdy. Uh, and, guys, I thought, uh, you know, that was a really veteran uh, race for, for Connor Mosack, you know, only 24 years old, right, driving for Joe Gibbs Racing. And, and when you have him on the show, he's still going to be uh, on cloud nine. He was He was really happy about that victory. I tell you what, I don't know how many, how anybody that age can can get that much talent. I mean, these guys are really good. That old, they don't have a whole lot of years behind them, you know, and they're still good. That's pretty. Rowdy, what did you uh, think of Greg Van Hals? I, I tell you, you know, Greg was in the hunt all day. You know, if you if you followed that race, Greg was in the top ten most of the day. Just Laying back, laying back, work his way up and ease back. And then when he got the lead, hey, he was gone with it. I, I, Greg drove the wheels off that car. Be a one-man show, hey, I'm proud of that guy. What a show he put on for, for the track and all the fans. You know, he's got a, he's got a fence-building business that uses that to fund the race team. 
Uh, absolutely. You just threw a little fence for Jack, uh, Jamie Little. How about that? <laughs> and they they asked you, did he, did he get she sponsored? She goes, you know, I think I should. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to go build a fence. <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know who to get because he can get the job done. Yeah. But Got, we'll have him on. Guys, we had a... Another bad crash at the end of the Xfinity race for the second straight year. Yes, we did. You went sliding down the, on the roof of your car. is not much fun, I would imagine, not a few hundred miles an hour. Rowdy, where were you for the end of that Xfinity race? Actually, at the end of it, I was standing right up under. When that happened, I was under the Teletron looking straight up. And it looked, I mean, you can be at the movie theater looking at the big screen. I was on my way over to Victory Lane when he flipped and went skidding and sparks flying. That was, luckily, guys, hey, kudos again to NASCAR and the safety. It's it's not like it was back in the 50s and 60s, early 70s. We, we, well, we, we've, seen a, now. we've seen a lot of finishes on the roof now, you know. Yeah, we with, have. A, with a car being on the roof. Uh, Austin Hill showed you where the beef was, man. He, he, he had a cooler full of uh, 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 beef there that uh, I wish we could take to the race. Hey, listen. He's a really good super speedway racer, too. Yeah. And congratulations to uh, the beef people, man. What a show they put on. Absolutely. What a great feed they they put on at the media center. Did he get a cowboy hat in victory lane? Boy, Frank Kilher got him one. Frank said it felt good on his head. (laughs) They look good, guys. They're good-looking hats. Hey, um, you know, Junior Motorsports, a, a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. Absolutely. What 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 do you guys think of Sam Mayer? I mean, what are your what are your observations of him? <laughs> well, he 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 looked pretty crisp for having sliding down the backstretch on the upside down. I tell you what, I, I, you know, I, I can't imagine that he didn't get hurt worse than he did. I mean, it, says it was fire everywhere, upside down. It's just, it just gives a testimony to the what NASCAR does to make these cars safer, you know? It's unbelievable. It's, it, it, he came, came out of that as good as he did. Kyle, I, I believe Sam's got a bright future. He's just having a few struggles. He's, he's struggling. He's got those gremlins that are just eating him up right now. And eventually they're going to go away. Yes, they will. It's just... I I have another topic I'd like to bring up, actually, too. Uh, number one is Jimmy Johnson, and number two is Travis Pastrana for as well as he ran toward the end of the Daytona 500. Well, in, interesting you bring that up, Kyle, because I was uh... – brushing up on some info before I called in to see what the speeds were. And um, 
Jimmy was fastest in practice at 194.25 miles an hour, which, if you consider the, spol- the pole speed was 181-something, is, uh, is incredible. And he even beat out his, uh, his old um, colleagues at Hendrick, with, with, and they had the, the, the fastest Chevys uh, at, at Speed Weeks. Well, those Chevys were pretty fast, I'll tell you that. They, and, uh, you know, well, actually, and while we're on the subject of, of brands here, right, a, a Chevy won this race, won the 500, you know, with uh, Stenhouse Jr., and two Fords uh, won the duels. And the Fords were really, you know, the, the players in the in the bump draft. And... Um, uh, there and there was a Chevy on the pole, so they've they've managed to they've they've got close to equilibrium here in in these uh, car makes. Yeah, I thought the Fords were having problems with the bump drafting because of the front end. The guy I wanted to ask you guys. Like, no. Hey, before he goes away. That front end on that Mustang looks like a bulldozer blade, guys. I don't care what anybody says. I don't know if it matches, but if you look at that front end on that, it is just flat like a bulldozer blade. Yeah. I think it's made for pushing. Go well, ahead, Kyle. If, if, you, if, if you look at the results, um, right, the Fords had, were, had good finishes. I mean, they're... Uh, yeah, they were all peppered in the in the front there. They were they had a good week. They just didn't win the big one, right? What I wanted to ask you guys is, we had you on earlier. I know you were listening. Um, what did you think of Mandy Chick finishing fifth in the Arca Menard Series race at Daytona? Oh, awesome! And uh, boy, she she's got great enthusiasm. You can tell just by listening to her uh, why she's there and. Uh, She's got a good team behind her. Yeah, I can't believe she can get it all done. I mean, she's one busy gal. Hey, I got full plate. I didn't realize she was uh, working on her finals. Yeah, for a master's and her undergrad at the same time, that's that's rough. Well, she did. She said, if you don't mind me doing it from the car on my way home from school. <laughs> so, thanks, Mandy, for calling in. Hey, and excited about it. I mean, guys, she was so excited after that race to be down there and talk to her rolling in field. That's why y'all, y'all see me smiling the whole time. I mean, I was supercharged from what was going on down in the pits, guys, my weekend. It was an awesome week. I yes, it really was. Down, got, hey, I couldn't have wrote it down and got it any better. Yeah, I hear you. Even, even with that little bit of rain, because we've had a whole lot of rain before down there. I tell you what, the rain was uh, not much of a problem this time as it's been in the past. My takeaway is nobody hit the jet dryer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always a good thing. I have something for you guys. Uh, what do you think of the 3 p.m. start? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Do you think it should start earlier? What do you think? 
Well, well, given we have the uh, number three party deck uh, all anchored and bridled, uh, I think it's a great idea. It works good, and yeah, they end up finishing up under the lights, but that's okay, though. I like it, Kyle. I don't care. Hey, I don't care what I don't time mind it. Start it. Let's, let's just start it. Let's start it before the weather kills us. <laughs> yep. We that's like with the uh, August race, right? Yep. Yes. And guys, I'd like to talk all night long, but I got I got some people waiting on me, so I got to run. But uh, it was great calling in. And, and, uh, we appreciate. Thanks, Dave. In, Dad says hi. All right, oh. very good, and I'm looking forward to the next race. It's gonna be your, another fabulous week coming up. Happy birthday to your group, there, Dave. All righty. Very Thank good. You, Thank you very much, Rowdy and Tom. And it's good talking to you with you. And, and uh, you guys have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dave. All right. Captain Dave right. going out. <laughs> Bye-bye. So, Tom, your 45th year, not a bad right way, not a bad weekend, way to end the race weekend at the Daytona no, it was, 500. It, 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 it was great. I mean, I... I really don't. I don't have any criticism of it at all. It uh, it worked out good. The the only the weather was friendly, uh, other than a few sprinkles Friday night, and um, now it was awesome. Great speed weeks. Well, we're gonna finish the night off with Greg Van out in out in the deadline room and talking about his victory. I think it's about 14 minutes. Tom, man, I appreciate you being part of. What we do here, guys. No problem. Thanks for thanks for uh, sponsoring the number three party deck. That's right. Hey, <laughs> we'll we'll see you in August. Yes, but I yes we will. The party deck. <laughs> we'll be there, Coke Zero Four Hundred, August twenty sixth. Absolutely. Tom, thanks for calling in tonight, man. No problem. Anytime. Take care, guys. Thanks, Tom. All right, Kyle. What a night, man. We're going to finish it off with Greg in the deadline room and from Victory Lane. By the winner of the Brant 200 supporting Florida FFA, Greg Van Alst. And, Greg, a lot of people might not know your story. You, you won the CRA Late Model Championship up in the Midwest, which earned you the right to come to participate in the ARCA Road to Daytona, and it was that test here at Daytona that kind of motivated you to buy your ARCA car because you wanted to come and race here, and now three years later, you're sitting in victory lane. How, how are you feeling? What are your emotions right now? Is, is this real? <laughs> I mean, it's, I, uh, yeah, I mean, 100%, we won the late model championship and came to the test, and, and the place just has a magical feel, as you all know, and and uh, I, I just I needed to do anything and everything I could to get back here and race. And 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 when we started to to do that, it was more of just to come race. Um, and of course, you always dream of being here and winning, but oh man, it feels good. What were your emotions coming off of turn four when you cleared the 44 car and you started thinking it might happen? 
I had to watch the replay because I didn't know what happened. Like I was so focused that it just it just happened and and um I mean I, I, I knew if I pushed the forty four and just locked with him, um I was either gonna wreck him or just keep the train going and, and I got locked onto him good and and um I knew if I could get the two clear down the back stretch and we could get separated um the 18 uh, had kind of told us early in the race that we were best friends and and um I knew if I if I sucked back and got the run uh going down the back stretch that I, I kind of hoped he would go with me because that was going to be his best option and um I, it just played out perfect I got right to the right rear quarter panel and and uh Connor gave me a shot coming off a of four and that was it I know we'll have some questions. We'll open it up. We'll start here with uh, Jacob Seelman. And we'll go to Matt here up front. Jacob Seelman, 77 Sports Media, kicking the tires.net. Greg, first, congratulations. Uh, you started this ARCA thing, as Charlie kind of alluded to, right after the turn of the millennium. I think 2001 it was. Uh, as a kid, you know, the first time you broke into this series, what this was the dream then i mean did that ever fade at any point even even when you had to step away from the series to work on the business because you didn't have the funds did this dream this moment ever fade at all for you no absolutely not man i i know everybody says they dream of racing but i mean that's it's what i live for and and uh yeah we was back uh, we was here in 2001 and and uh, I just knew that I wanted to be on, on the big tracks. I love short track racing, but, man, the big tracks just feel like the big leagues. And, um, uh, you know, everything – sorry, my crew and stuff's walking in. It's getting me emotional. Um, but, uh, uh, man, it just – everything I've done is to race. I mean, I love my wife. I love my family. And and they have supported me. My wife and I have been together since high school. She's been to I don't know how many races. This is the first time she's been in the garage in 17 years or the pits. Since we've been married, she has not been able to come to the garage and the pits with us because of our kids. And I told her back in December she had to come because I was winning Daytona. And um, here we are. You were that confident even then. Just had a feeling? I had a feeling. I, I, I was, I, I don't get nervous. Um, and you can ask her, I was, I was so nervous. I didn't hardly eat this morning and y'all can look at me and tell I don't eat. I don't miss meals. <laughs> <laughs> last one from me. Um, this, this race in particular, the last seven, eight years seems to have become either about the kids or about the super teams. Charlie will correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure, but I think this is the first time since Bobby won here in 2012 that a driver owner has not just come into this race but won this race. Is it that much more special that it's a bunch of volunteer guys, that it's your team, that you guys just went out and kind of showed everybody else up a little bit? Man, I hadn't even had time to think about that, but holy cow, yeah. I mean, I tried to get manufacturer support this winter, and – and um you know i thought i was going to get it and then i seen it go to another team and it's it's and it's just so disheartening because you know guys guys like me i mean you're just told just just work hard put your head down just keep digging and and things will happen and you know we we uh 
we talked to multiple sponsors over the winter that that you know we thought were going to come on board full time and and um, it, it's just this the whole the whole winter was just uh, I don't want to say one disappointment after another but I knew my speedway car was good and I, I I've spent countless hours in the shop um, I've got a couple buddies that come over every every time that they can and and we've got countless countless hours on this like my Phoenix car is not even close to ready and um that's what, <laughs> we got a lot of work to do to get there <laughs> <laughs> we'll send it up here to Matt Weaver up, up front she's coming Matt Weaver, uh, Motorsports Tribune. Um, you've been pretty adamant throughout the years that when you went and built Top Choice, that it was always with the mindset that I still want to race. Like I, I got to make a living, and I've got to, you know, build a profession. But I want to have a, a good race car because of it too. Um, can you kind of give me an idea into the insight of like, how do I build this business and also be able to race too? Honestly, I don't know how I'm able to pull it off. It, I. I I have things that happen, and I don't know why. I'll have I'll have weeks where I don't know where the next job's coming from, and then something happens, and we get a big job. And it's like, you know, I mean, I I don't even know. I, I mean, I mean, I know, but I'm not I'm not I'm not going into detail. But I know there's some people watching over us right now, and pretty sure they were riding with us on that last lap and uh, i believe you guys were fastest at the test was that, was that right or okay okay you guys have always been fast here though so i'm curious what have you guys been able to do um to bridge that gap to to not just show up at daytona and be competitive but to be a top contender because i feel like going into this year and your gut feeling you you guys knew that you would be a top team here now yeah i i, I owe a lot to jim long and I owe a lot to Chad Bryant. I bought this car off Chad Bryant, and, um, you know, neither one of those guys had to help a guy like me. But, you know, both of them told me that they believed in my story, they believed in me, and, and you know, like I've said, guys like me aren't supposed to do this. You know, it's it's the, the unfortunate side is racing's getting to be where it's it's all about the young guys, and, and racing's losing guys like me because – it's just so hard to do this and you know chad and jim and i mean they just they kept telling me little things like you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this. sometimes it's almost overwhelming um but i i just you know went out in the shop kept my head down and kept doing the little things to this car and i mean you know we got we got done with the test and there was a few things that i guess as an owner driver and a fabricator Drivers don't notice certain things because they don't have to. And when I'm in the test, I'm I'm watching the cars and I'm watching the way the air moves on the cars. And and I mean, I I went back to the shop and made our car better because I could see what the air was doing to the other cars. And it's like, well, mine has to be doing that because I know what I don't have there. So, you know, I, I went back and and methodically put racing in certain spots and did certain things to, to make the car better. And then one more for me. You said your Phoenix car is not even close to being where it needs to be. Uh, you leave here not only the winner but also the points leader. 
Uh, do you think that having this moment could help you go back to those, you know, the manufacturers or potential partners and say, hey, we got a chance to do something really special this year. Get on board now while the train is just leaving, right? Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be awesome, um, you know, if, if we could. We'll send it over to frontstretch.com. Uh, Dan McFadden with frontstretch.com. Uh, Greg, like, what do you do outside of, of racing? You said you get big, big jobs. What do you do? So I started a fence company 16, 17 years ago, somewhere in there. And um, for those that don't know, basically the story is I was – I was trying to make my way through the ranks. I've had sponsors that came through that, that you know, jumped ship off of us because I was the one that introduced them to motorsports marketing, and they, they moved over to, you know, the big leagues. The, I mean, I've had sponsors. I, I could probably name a half a dozen sponsors that are in the big garage right now that probably wouldn't be there had I not introduced them, and and, and on a very small level. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm, I'm the guy, but um, – I kept plugging and kept plugging and kept plugging. A deal would fall through. So um, my wife and I, we moved to Florida. I took a job in racing, and it, it just didn't work out. We, we moved back to Indiana, and I met a guy and was running a dirt sprint car. And it was a terrible car, but it was just something to get in and drive. And um, we had we had $1,250 in our checking account, and I got paid every two weeks, and I just got paid. And I'm sitting on the back of the trailer, and I'm sitting there watching all these trucks come in. And every one of them has got a construction company on it. And I'm like, man, I need to do something to, to make more money so I can do this. Well, I flipped seven times that night. And, I mean, it, it messed my head up. I had a concussion, I'm sure. I had two black eyes. And Saturday morning, I bought another chassis, and I gave $1,200 for it. I had $50 in our checking account that I had to make the next two weeks on, and we had a brand-new baby girl. Like, that's stupid, but that's what guys like me do. And um, so anyway, I'm out in the garage, and I'm struggling because I've got what I would say probably was a concussion, and I'm trying to put it together, and I, I get mad, and I do a tantrum, kicked it off the stands, and said I'm – I'm done. Wife asked me, she says, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'll start a fence company or something, but I'm not doing this anymore until I can do it right. And I sold almost all of my racing stuff and didn't know if I would ever, ever race again. And, I mean, I literally started my fence company with a pair of post hole diggers and a hammer. And I am, I mean, that is 100% how it started. I got my first job made decent money, I just kept reinvesting, and and now, I mean, it's, it's the fence company is 75% of our budget, so. Wow. Second question, um, when your car was pushed out of victory lane, like there was a large group of fans, and I think crew members who started cheering and whistling for, for, for the car, um, like, so what does it mean for you, like, just in this short period of time since the race was over, it's, that it's kind of resonating with, with people? I mean, it's it's crazy. I I kind of want to get to the garage because I I mean, <laughs> those are my people. You know what I mean? Like I I'm I'm so looking forward to getting in there and and the other teams and I mean I I love Arca because they I mean everybody in there understands our story and and I try to drive with a lot of respect and 
um, you know, try to try to get other drivers to understand that, you know, if 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 I drive them clean, maybe they'll drive me clean, you know, like an old school mentality. And, um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the drivers do. And and I think that resonates with the with the team owners and the crew chiefs and the other crew guys. I mean, I drive the hauler most of the time. I mean, I'm I'm in here in the garage with the other hauler drivers when I when I get to the track. And, you know, I I uh, I, I just I think that goes a long way with the, the peers in the garage. We'll send it over to Dino Oberto over here. Here's an interesting nugget. He mentioned his crew chief, Jim Long. Jim was a former crew chief at Hendrick Motorsports and has won races such as the Brickyard 400. Jim actually grew up two miles from the ARCA office in the motorsports metropolis of Lambertville, Michigan. So nice way to tie it all back. Dino, go ahead. Uh, Dino Oberto, Area Auto Racing News. Um, first of all, congratulations. Great uh, uh, race today. Um, you stepped away from it. You did back uh, when you said uh, in '01 or so, and you got back into it. Uh, to, you got back into it this year. Um, the ARCA series was that always where you wanted to get back into? Do it with ARCA, or was there other series that you possibly thought of uh, taking that route? Are you asking if someone's going to get me a cup ride? I mean, I'll race tomorrow. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm a realist, so like. I, I understand what it takes to make it in racing now, and ARCA is a perfect fit for guys like me. And, um, you know, if if there's another opportunity, whether it's truck, Xfinity, whatever, I mean, would I take it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the ultimate dream, but, you know, I, I feel like ARCA is home for guys like me and my crew. Thank you. Well, Kyle, what an interview, man. What a victory. What a story. That's why I love the Arkham Menard series, Kyle. You know, there's some guys that's just cut out for it, like Frank Kimmel, 10-time champion, Arca champion. He was made for Arca. He's a legend in the Arkham Menard series, Kyle. Rowdy, it was nice hearing Dino uh, ask a question there at the end. Uh, man, I kind of chuckled, but... Uh... You know, that's definitely a good way to uh, end the, the press conference with, with Greg Van Alt. So, uh, you know, good good to hear from Dino. Um, I, I know you're right into him. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 it sounded like it was a good weekend, Rowdy. Uh, Daytona sounded like it was real good to you, and uh, I know you uh, you told me you're really excited about everything. Absolutely, Kyle. Uh, you got any kind of update from Lincoln tonight? I don't yet. Uh, 26 cars, 26 410 sprints at Lincoln tonight. Uh, Danny Dietrich, Brent Marks, Anthony Macri, all in attendance. Uh, I think it's going to be a good race tonight, uh, good weather up here in Pennsylvania. Uh, winter weather here yesterday, which uh, wasn't very good. But uh, I'm just going to check it out here quick before uh, we call it a night. Um, Rowdy, just want to say in the meantime, what a great show tonight. Uh, thanks to Sean Corr, uh, Mandy Chick, uh, Daytona Tom, Captain Dave, um, Tyler Ross and Freddie Raymer are also are on the pole for the are on the front row for the feature. Uh, Brent Mark starting fourth, Danny Dietrich sixth, and Anthony Macri eleventh. So that's that's how it's going to go. Twenty five cars starting the feature. So uh, Rowdy, that's all I got. Uh, what do you got to do? What do you got for us to close out tonight? Rowdy, what do you have to close out the night for us? 
Uh, Kyle, I tell you, I couldn't have asked for a better weekend. I want to thank everybody at Daytona International Speedway, Frank Gilhurst. Great group of people. What a crowd. It was just, hey, it was a great weekend to be racing. I'm 67 years. It, it was nice. The 27th year at Daytona. Everybody, hey, it's back Monday morning. Got some pretty good guests. Plus, we have uh, Greg Van out on Thursday night, Kyle. Hey, Connor Mosack at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central on Monday as well, the Daytona runner-up. Pushing Greg Van off for the win. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to see a lot of victories out of that young man. He knows how to get to the top. Everybody, keep that light shining till Monday night, which is Monday morning now. Bye, Central.